0: From the Tie Cats Audio Network, this is Tie Cats Today with Braden Neville.
1: On today's episode, the Football Ontario Hall of Fame has introduced some of their inaugural class, and a few Ticats have been inducted, including Ticats legend Andy Fantuz, who joins me today. I also catch up with Ticats DB, JV, and Elliott to discuss his first season in the Hammer, off-season plans, and more. It's Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, and you're listening to Ticats today. It's one of the best times of the year. We are now only five days away from Christmas. Hope everyone's getting that last-minute Christmas shopping going, getting ready for another festive. Of holiday season. A little weird. No snow in Hamilton. It's been feeling more like fall than late December, but I'm okay with it. I don't mind staying away from the snow a little bit longer. Today, the Football Ontario Hall of Fame has announced their inaugural class and some Cats getting some recognition. Former Ticats QB Bernie Custis will be a member of the class. He made history on August 29, 1951, way back in the day when he became the first black quarterback to start a game in the CFL, and he did it as a member of the Ticats. Went on to play five seasons between Hamilton and Ottawa. Following his football career, he became a teacher, a principal, and also a coach at Sheridan College and McMaster University during his time at McMaster. He was named the OUA Coach of the Year in 1982 and 1984, and was also named the CIAU Coach of the Year in 1982. He was inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 1998, and to this day, the school next to Tim Hortonsfield is named after him in his honor. He unfortunately passed away in 2017 at the age of 88, a guy who really made a huge impact on the league and really really broke barriers in the CFL. The other Ticat, Andy Fantuz, who was inducted, we all know what this guy was able to do, an absolute dominant career in the CFL and at the U Sports level. His list of accomplishments speak for themselves. 2010, Most Outstanding Canadian, five Grey Cup appearances, including 2007 when he won and was named the game's Most Outstanding Canadian, and he did that again in 2014. He was named the game's Most Outstanding Canadian of that Grey Cup. A heck, Crichton winner in the CIS, and the list of achievements goes on and on, and joining me now to discuss being inducted as a member of the inaugural football ontario hall of fame is andy fantuz andy congrats on being inducted into this inaugural class
0: thanks Braden. yeah it's uh it was pretty uh pretty surprising and uh, a, an exciting news for sure i got a lot of a lot of family and friends reaching out to me and and old teammates and colleagues and just a lot of people i've uh ran into over the years and yeah it's uh it's quite an honor for sure
1: how does it feel to be recognized as a guy who grew up in Ontario and grew up playing football through the Ontario ranks, through U sports, and then to the CFL?
0: Yeah, it, it, it honestly, it means a lot. I grew up in, in Chatham, a, a pretty small town and not, not necessarily known for their football. I didn't, didn't start playing until uh, high school, but uh, you know, I got some great coaching all through, through high school. And then I went and played in Essex Ravens and then I went on to um, Western university. So Really, all my upbringing was in Ontario, and and I got to play all across uh, Ontario, uh, especially in the what was called the OVFL back then, um, and and then in college. So um, it, it really means a lot because I, you know, I feel like I know a lot of these stadiums across the uh, province very well over the years, and uh, and then especially um, you know when when I get to be a be in the CFL and play in in Hamilton or Toronto. Uh, it, it's always special when I'm playing in, tro- in Ontario.
1: What can you say about your time in U-sports and, and how it used to be back then and how much it's grown to now and, and looking at how football's progressed in, in Ontario and across the country?
0: Yeah, it, well, the, the talent just keeps getting better every year. Uh, the players, the coaches, the the support they have, the resources. So uh, it's not a surprise you see so many um Canadians or nationals excelling at the CFL level. And even in, in the NFL now, because uh, it all starts with the grassroots and um, you know, it's it, it, to be coached by Larry Haler uh, who's also being inducted into this uh, Ontario football hall of fame. Um, you know, the late Larry Haler, it's uh, sad to lose him, but he, he, he taught me so much about football, but, but also about life. And, and uh, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 was telling, um, university kids now what, what I want to hear if, you know, I was talking to myself 20 years ago and, um, you know, the coach really coaches really love you. They really care about you as a person. And, and, and I always reflect on things Larry Haler taught me and, uh, and it made me the person I am today, both on and off the field.
1: Yeah, And to go into that more, what can you say about his impact on that, that program at Western and being such a powerhouse throughout those years and, and for you to be inducted alongside him and a guy who had meant so much in your career?
0: Yeah, well, he, he's, he's a legend among legends. So, um, you know, I don't feel, I don't feel like I should be in the same sentence as him, but, um, he, he, uh, he, 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 you know, he was the, at the time he was the winningest coach in CIS history and, um, and he just, he just had such a control over, over the team. He, he had such a way of presenting, uh, uh, his, his speeches and his, his ideas. Um, he's such a character and he, 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 you know, it, it's, it's so funny getting together with some of my old Western teammates and just talking about Larry and Larry, we call them Larryisms and, and uh, <laughs> And, uh, he, you know, he, he really, he really had a special impact. And for me going to Western from, from Chatham, I mean, it was, um, it was, uh, kind of a nerve wracking experience. I didn't know if I was going to make the team, let alone, or like if I was going to dress, if I was going to start and then, and it all kind of just fell into place and, and he was an uh, integral part of it all.
1: And in 2002, you, you won Rookie of the Year with him as your coach. What was that like? And clearly he showed that trust in you right away when you came to his program.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I just got got down to business in training camp and just tried to make the team. And then the first game came around and I saw the dress roster and it, it said I was not only dressing but starting. And I was blown away. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he always said, like, he saw something in me. He just had to... Just had to kind of cultivate it a bit, um, uh, you know, an ability of time and space, and being able to work with the quarterback and, and get open when when the quarterback's scrambling. Um, that's something that w- with with Chris Hessel as a quarterback for my first three years, and then Michael Folds, uh I certainly got a lot of a lot of those kind of kind of plays. But uh, yeah, just the whole experience at Western was just amazing, um, football wise and and else otherwise too.
1: Another guy you're going in with, a guy who unfortunately passed away back in 2017 is Bernie Custis and such a big impact on the game and a builder of the sport and the first ever black quarterback in the CFL. But but to have him alongside you as well in, in, in this inaugural class, um, what can you say about him and what he was able to do in his career?
0: Well, his resume kind of kind of speaks for itself. He was uh, he was a bit before my time as far as like watching, but I, I certainly uh, read up on him and learned learned a, learned a lot about him and what he how he impacted the game. And he's in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame as a builder as well. And um, he he just paved new new roads for for all you know dozens and hundreds of people to follow him. And uh, so. Yeah, being being in the inaugural class is just um, just a, a very humbling um, design, uh, designation to, to begin with, and especially along the, along the likes of, uh, of those guys you mentioned.
1: When you look around the league, Andy, at some of these guys from Ontario, do you, do you see a lot more talent you think than what we did back in in your day playing, even now?
0: <laughs> uh, I I mean I think so. Um, yeah. I... I get to work with a, a, a number of high school athletes and, and college athletes. And I always say, I'm like, geez, these guys, this guy's, this guy's way better than I was at that age, you know? Um, and, but we're, we're, you know, it's, I guess, uh, when you keep growing up, going up the ranks, you gotta, you gotta have like, uh, what it takes above the shoulders too. And, and you gotta have that mindset and that, um, determination to, to be a competitor and, and to, uh, to succeed. And I guess that's where, um, that's where the, you know, the the players who are able to have a long career separate themselves from, from the numerous other amazing athletes that are surrounding them as they're coming up the ranks.
1: Well, Andy, it's tremendous to see you get inducted into this inaugural hall of fame and I'm looking forward to seeing it happen and and seeing a lot of these individuals go into the hall. So once again, Andy Fantuz, appreciate having you on today.
0: Yeah, thanks, Braden. Yeah, they keep they keep announcing a couple people every day. It seems like, and I don't know exactly what the ceremony will be, but but I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I've got my uh, my eyes glued to the to the feed to see see who else is
1: coming in. That was Andy Fantuz, and congrats to him on being inducted into that inaugural Football Ontario Hall of Fame class. My next guest is coming off his first season with the Ticats where he had three picks in 14 games. Jv Elliott. Elliot, how's the off season been treating you so far, man?
2: Been going great, man. Down here in Florida, enjoying life, man. Enjoying enjoying the family, and just you know, getting back right. You know, getting in the
1: groove of things. How was it being back in that Florida heat and <laughs> getting away from this cold uh, weather down here in Hamilton?
2: Uh, it's been good. It was it's uh probably about in the sixties now, so it's not like hot. It's just really really perfect weather. It's a little cool, yeah. but not cold at all. So yeah, definitely enjoying that
1: for sure. Off season wise how has the training been? How has the rehabbing been for you and, and getting back here and preparing for that next season?
2: It's been going well, just mainly just focusing on uh, getting, not only getting healthy, but uh, just getting to a point where I can be not only back to my old self, but better than I was before. So, you know, it's more than just getting back uh, healthy for me.
1: What does the training look like for you?
2: I mean, right now I'm rehabbing a lot, so it's kind of different than just training, going going hard. Right now I'm just rehabbing, uh, focusing on my – building everything up around my uh, injury, not just focusing on the uh, injury, but just building everything up uh, around it as well. So that's my main focus right now.
1: Let's look back at the season you had with the Ticats, your first year with the Cats. How was it getting to experience Hamilton and how crazy this fan base can be?
2: Uh, it was a great experience for me because, like you said, the fan base is awesome. They show up regardless of what's going on. And uh, yeah, definitely open my eyes to see what's out there because growing up in Florida, you don't really know much about Canada. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely was good to see.
1: A lot of guys on this DB group got time in during the season last year, and, and it was almost a revolving door with everything that was going on and, and it, whether there was an injury or another guy stepping up or, or this or that. But, but what was it like for you to be a part of that and, and have so many different guys playing around you throughout that season?
2: Uh, it was good to see everybody just uh, being able to come in and really show that the work was paying off because I, I was able to witness guys get better over the season and being able to see different guys play in different positions. And, uh, overall just being around that group was, it was fun. It was cool. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm proud of the growth that I saw in the group. Um, so, you know, just I'm excited to see how they continue to grow.
1: One guy that had a breakout season was Stavros Katsantonis What did you see from him in his really his breakout year in the CFL and, and being a Canadian player to do that as well?
2: yeah I just saw that he's a ball player you know he you know he might not be um listed as one of the most fastest guys if you just look on paper you know just mm-hmm. look on paper and you but once you cut the film on he he definitely he definitely uh made a name for himself in the league so uh that was another person who i witnessed growth because at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season he wasn't really starting so uh once he got his opportunity he took it took full advantage of it.
1: Are there any guys down in Florida that that you train with around the CFL or or any players that you catch up with?
2: No, I don't really know many guys around the CFL down here.
1: Mm -hmm. I I guess Florida, I mean, it's not really a place you see a ton of CFL guys come from, Uh, although it is – probably one of the places that I I would like to be most, I think in the off season. So I'd say you're lucky in that sense. One thing I have to ask you about that's totally off topic here is FSU getting snubbed from the, from the, from the national championship. What do you think about that? I I saw your reaction on Instagram being an ex FSU player.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. It's like, you know, it kind of, at this point it is what it is. It's, you know, we can't really do anything about it, but it just sucks that, it came down to that because at the end of the day you know when you go undefeated as a power five team and you know those are the criteria that's set to to be a playoff contender then i feel like you should be it's what you earned it's not really about who has the most explosive offense and put up the most points it's really like hey this is what they earned if they Mm -hmm. lose in the first round that's what they earned you know they earned a, a chance at the end of the day
1: Mm-hmm. and I mean to go undefeated and then not to make it it almost seems like is there even a point of them playing in the play or playing the season if if knowing that you won every single game you still don't make it I I mean I wanted to get your reaction on that being a guy that you was know, a former player there uh, aside from football what do you like to do in the off season? what do you got planned for this uh for this off season here
2: I really plan on building up uh an audience and building a community for underdog athletes whether mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're walk-ons, whether they're guys who are overlooked or undervalued and not really uh, not really knowing that it's possible for them to go to play fo- football in college or go to the NFL or get a chance to come to the CFL, you know, I just want to shine light on that because I myself was an underdog and I was a walk-on and I had to uh, earn literally everything that I got and nothing was handed to me, so... I really want to focus on uplifting and motivating the younger athletes to let them know that, hey, it's possible to do whatever it is that you want to do, even if it's outside of football. And I really just want to build build that up. You know, uh, that's Mm -hmm. something I like to do, whether you know through content, you know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube.
1: Has content creation always been something that you've been doing? It's it's not
2: so much of me having a passion for content creating. It's really me having a passion to encourage others and i just use content creation as a platform to do that um you know with me uh, i plan on publishing a book i have a manuscript right now i'm just in the process of you know going down that home stretch of getting everything taken care of so you know that's just another form of content right there uh it's just getting that message out to really you know just Mm -hmm. like i said encourage encourage other people
1: holiday season coming up Big time here for everyone around holidays, Christmas, whatever holiday it is you're celebrating. But, but what do you have planned for the holidays? What's some traditions here for JV and Elliot during the season?
2: No, no traditions, man. We just, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna go see my family, hang out. I love spending quality time with my family. That's really the main thing. Being away for six months in Canada, haven't, didn't really get to spend time with family or at all, honestly, because I mm-hmm. stayed up there the whole time and um just being able to see my family man just being able to kick it with them and enjoy our time together and that's the main thing
1: does christmas feel a little weird being under palm trees and in 60 70 degree (laughs) weather or is is that something you're just accustomed to
2: it's uh it's definitely something it's definitely weird because you don't get the christmas feeling like you would somewhere where it's snowing and got all the aesthetics and the decorations but uh yeah it is kind of weird but i mean we get christmas lights
1: i guess that's yeah.
2: something that something you know people look forward to seeing or if that's something that you're into though so yeah.
1: what's your favorite christmas dish what's the what's the go-to at christmas dinner
2: i mean christmas is almost like thanksgiving in a way
1: basically yeah yeah, much. yeah like, <laughs> it's, it's the
2: same thing it's sometimes it depends on it depends on how you grew up in your culture and where you you know it it, it depends like honestly with me I, uh, playing football, I wasn't able to spend time with my family during Christmas until I really got into the CFL because the season's over with, Yeah. but playing in college and playing in the NFL, like I, I wasn't able to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family for about eight years, you know? So yeah. this is new to me. So I don't really have, like, I, like I said, that's why family just spending time with them is really my favorite thing about it
1: almost getting those years back where you were, you, you know, missing yeah. out with uh, the NFL and with NCAA JV. before we go, what are some goals for next year? What are you looking ahead to for 2024? Just generally speaking. Yeah. Or yeah, general football, whatever it may be.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, generally speaking, like I said, I definitely want to, I definitely want to get that book out and definitely want to uh, just get that move going. And then just football speaking, you know, I just want to come in and just have a better season than last year for yeah. me, really, uh, you know, just go out there, ball out, be be a better person uh, on the team. Not that I was a bad person, but I want to be able to help. Yeah, I just want to be I just want to have a bigger role on the team. Last year was my first year, so I want to be able to have a better presence or um, in that in that aspect.
1: I guess one thing I forgot to ask you is Scott Milanovic will be the head coach of the Ticats next year. I I know you probably weren't around as much as some of those those offensive guys were, him being the offensive play caller. But what can you say about him and and the mentality he brings around the locker room and on the field?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I actually I don't really know much. I don't I haven't really had many conversations with him. Actually, not at all. But I do. I've had I have heard a lot about him, whether it's from the past when he uh, won a great cup, I think. Yep. and just hearing just hearing of the offensive perspective from from the players that you know he came in in such a unconventional way where mm-hmm. you know, midseason and then being able to turn the offense around and you know without me being around him or being in those meetings you can tell like what type of person or what type of coach he is someone who expects greatness someone who uh you know, just, he's a professional, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he's a coach and, you know, I heard a lot of great things about him. So, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, honestly.
1: Well, JVN, I'm excited to see you back and, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you there and when the off season's all said and done, but once again, have a hop, happy holiday, hoppy holiday. It's not Easter, but have a happy <laughs> holiday. And uh, thanks for being on the show today, JV and Elliot.
2: Appreciate you, man.